Welcome to the Friday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Peralt, here off of bettingpros.com. Opening day was a lot of fun. One game got shortened by rain. The other one went off with a bunch of fireworks late, a lot of runs being scored late. But boy, we had some fun yesterday. We're back at it today with another opening day. This time, everyone gets to be involved across all of Major League Baseball. It's not just four teams playing. It's everyone else who gets going here. So, opening day yesterday was very good for us. We went 3-0, and so that's a really nice start to the week for us. The Yankee game may be a little bit of a benefit because of Mother Nature getting involved. It was a run-shortened game. Six innings, six and a third innings, shortens the game down, four to one the victory for the Yankees. We did get it right, though, with the first five over and runs being scored off of the aces, both Cole and Scherzer, both getting hit around more Scherzer than Cole in a 4-1 victory for the Yankees over the Nationals on opening day. So good start to baseball, 3-0 and because the Dodgers come out of the woodwork late. It was a tight game until they got into the bullpens. And then the Dodgers just poured it on. They get a big victory. The run line cashed for us with the Dodgers on that. So good stuff. Earlier in the day, it wasn't so good for us because our head-to-head, the only bet on golf I'm going to make, and I'm not going to go near golf because I am not hot right now. I'm ice cold with golf. But Tommy Fleetwood against Brooks Kepka was looking good. I don't know what it is with me in the 18th hole, but the last hole... The last three holes, really, for Tommy Fleetwood. He was leading, two-stroke lead. He goes double, par, bogey on his way to a one, to an even par, rather. And Brooks Kepka shot a one, one under for his first round. So they're close. They're neck and neck. My, my only hope is that Tommy Fleetwood hadn't played golf, competitive golf, for a while, and he got tired at the end of the round. And that's why things didn't go right for him late. And he'll turn that around here on a Friday. He'll play better, get to the weekend, and then really stretch out. I told you during the podcast we were going back and forth between Tony Finau versus Brooks Kepka or Tommy Fleetwood versus Brooks Kepka. I picked the wrong dude right now because Tony Finau leads the tournament. He shot a 65. So he was tremendous. Blech, bad pick by me. I didn't pick the right guy. It's kind of the way we're going here with golf, unfortunately. So the, the hope is that Tommy Fleetwood turns it around. we got three more rounds to go here, and he'll get a victory over Brooks Kepka. Tommy Fleetwood being a little bit of a favorite, minus 115 there uh, against Brooks Kepka. So we'll see how that head-to-head plays out. But a 3-0 start on opening day, really good stuff. Love to see it. Exciting stuff for us here as we go into the weekend. And on Saturday morning tomorrow, we're going to do our UFC picks. So I'm going to hold off on my UFC picks till tomorrow. So if you like us with the UFC, we've had some good runs with the UFC. If you like what we do there, I'll make those selections for the final fight night over on Fight Island Saturday night. The headline fight being Darren Till against Robert Whitaker. But there's a couple other fights in there that I want to get into. Tomorrow morning would be pretty much a UFC podcast. Although we do have NASCAR to talk about with the Xfinity Series. We've got the third round of the 3M. There may be a head-to-head or two. I'm trying to stay away from it, but maybe I talk myself into it. There's a truck race as well that maybe I might take a look at and take a run at. And what's crazy about opening day, I was so jacked up and jazzed up about opening day that I totally didn't even prepare or study or prep at all for the NASCAR race at Kansas. And Denny Hamlin won the thing, and I probably would have bet Kevin Harvick at a head-to-head, and Kevin Harvick was okay, led the race late, but Denny Hamlin wins this thing, and the rivalry between Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick is awesome right now. I mean, these two dudes just, like, trading back and forth. You win, I win, you win, I win. 
it's the best rivalry of 2020 right now in sports is those two drivers going back at it. So I'm kind of bummed I didn't play anything on that, and I didn't even prepare for it because, frankly, I didn't know it was happening. I forgot. So that's what's going to happen here as we get just inundated with so many things to bet on and so many sporting events to watch. It's awesome. I mean, look, I'd much rather have it this way than what it was two months ago when we were sitting there going, what are we going to watch tonight and what's on TV tonight? Uh, I, I, I don't have a play. I didn't have a play on NASCAR. And unfortunately for the sports that have been sort of, you know, the ones on the margins, the UFCs, the NASCARs, the PGA Tours, they're going to get shuffled to the back of the room here as we get going with our big four, first with baseball, then with the NBA, then with the NHL. And I don't know if you guys have been watching any of the NBA preseason games, but it looks good. I mean, give the NBA a lot of credit. That looks, that court looks awesome. I mean, I thought it might be really weird without fans. And yeah, you can hear a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. And sure, the fans aren't there to create an atmosphere, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. And these guys are playing, and they're going to be ferocious about it, and they're going to get after it, trying to win a championship. And I am 100% excited to watch and see how this is going to go. So, all right, after going 3-0 on Thursday, we are back with two plays for you here for the Daily Juice on Friday, both in Major League Baseball. Let's start with everyone's favorite team, the Chicago White Sox. This is going to be the Cleveland Browns of Major League Baseball. Cleveland, for a while, going into a year, two years ago, I mean, everybody and their mom was betting on Cleveland. They had all these new players. They had all this new hype. Everybody was in love with them, and people pounded on the Cleveland Browns, and they fell on their face, right? This is now what's going to happen with the Cleveland, sorry, with the Chicago White Sox. Everyone is on them. They went from 75 to 1 down to 21 to 20 to 1 to win the World Series. It, it's incredible. Winning the division, winning the American League pennant. I mean, people have just come in with both fists on this team. So, what happens when they play their first game of the 2020 season? Yup, everyone's coming in with both fists and they're hammering the over for this game. Opening night, Twins at White Sox. Jose Barrios to the mound for the Twins. Lucas Giolito to the mound for the White Sox. This is interesting because for Barrios, it's his second straight start on opening day. He's had some really good stuff on opening day. He went 4-1 and one with a 2.88 ERA in five starts against the White Sox in 2019. Giolito on the other side, making his first career start on opening day, but last year 2-2. Two and two, with a 3.25 ERA against the Twins, including, according to MLB.com, a three-hit, 12-strikeout shutout at Target Field in late August. This number opened up at 7.5. It's now 9. 9, and still climbing, okay? Everyone's coming in here heavy. These are two aces on the mound for both the White Sox and the Twins, and I just kept on watching this and going, what am I missing I mean, how everyone is on the over because why? Because the White Sox have this great lineup. I got it at minus 120. I got the under nine runs for this game, and I'm simply going to go ahead and play this. I mean, Berrios is 2-1 and one with a 3.54 ERA at U.S. Cellular Field. This is opening day, okay? This is going to be new, different environment. It's tough to get used to it, and you have both aces going to the mound for these teams. We're expecting a lot of runs here? I don't think so. I'm going to go with the under nine here with the White Sox 
and the Twins. And again, I might be missing something, but everyone, it just feels like the public is so much into these White Sox. They just, it's all Luis Robert, and it's all these young stars. They're going to hit grand slams every game, and they're going to score all these runs. These are real games now. It's not scrimmages. This is real games, and you've got real pitchers, and you've got real bullpens, and this is a real game. No, I'm going to take the under here, under nine runs at minus 120 for the Twins and the White Sox on opening day and expect the bullpens not to get all wacko and blow up here and give up a ton of runs late. I think both starters will keep their teams in the game. So play number one for us here on Friday, under Twins, White Sox, under nine at minus 120. Second play. I'm going to spend a little juice here. I'm going to spend a little bit of the winnings and lay a number that I don't love. The consensus odds for the Reds and the Tigers, the Reds are favored, minus 175. I got it at minus 174, so pretty much the same price. You can find it at most books a little bit around minus 180 was the highest I saw. Uh, But it's going to be an interesting game because Sonny Gray goes to the mound for the Reds. Sonny Gray pitched opening day for the A's in 2014 and 2015. Now, it's a little while ago, okay, but he has experience on opening day. He had 14 shutout innings in those two starts for the A's. Now, this is a different Sonny Gray, but it's still Sonny Gray who hasn't allowed more than six hits in any of his last 33 starts. That is the longest streak in Major League Baseball right now. So he's a guy who you hand the ball to, you expect you're going to be in the game. You expect that you're going to be competitive because of what he's done on opening day and what he's capable of doing as well. So I like Sonny Gray getting this spot here for the Reds or other options potentially for the Reds. And they hand it to a guy who's who's a veteran who's been throwing the ball very well. And the Reds are a team that also is getting a lot of attention and people like the Reds a lot to potentially win this division. I do too. I think they win the Central. Now, Matthew Boyd is going on the other side. Matthew Boyd making his first career start on opening day. He gets this nod because he pitched well at the end of last year. He's a southpaw, finished sixth in the American League with 238 strikeouts and fourth with 11.56 strikeouts per nine. Now the record wasn't great, nine and 12 with a 4.56 ERA in 32 starts. And he also led the American League in home runs given up with 39 given up. Yee, 39. I looked at the first five over and I, I, I feel like I'm not going to tempt fate here because maybe Matthew Boyd gets off to a good start early. He's a big strikeout pitcher. This is a strikeout lineup for the Cincinnati Reds. They will strike out a lot. But, I mean, Gray has had a nice run here. He was 8-3 with a 1.99 ERA or 15 starts from June 28th on last year. So he's been in Nashville He's been pitching to hitters in Nashville, and he's been working out. So this is not a guy who hasn't been working, hasn't been getting ready for the season. Sonny Gray is going to be get, you know, is going to be good to go here. So I like Sonny Gray and the Reds laying a little bit of a price here at minus 175, but I'm going to take the Reds to beat the Tigers on opening day. It's a bad baseball team. Great American ballpark. I think this is a chance for the Reds to get off to on, on a good start against a bad team, much like with the Dodgers against the Giants, which I don't hate. If you want to go back to the well and pick, pick the Dodgers to beat the Giants, I don't hate that. I mean, I'm going to stay away from this one day because I don't love the pitching matchup, but I'm going to be back on it probably on Saturday again because the Giants are a really bad baseball team. The Giants are really bad. The Tigers are really bad. And in a 60-game season, you know, the Royals are really bad. 
I mean, look at the Roy- the Indians and the Royals at some point coming up. There's just some really bad baseball teams out there that will provide you some opportunity when the really good teams are playing against them. Astros and the Mariners, for instance, coming up this weekend. You know, I will go back to the the well here with the run line once in a while. Uh, you know, I-, I did buck the betting trend a little bit on Thursday night because I bet on a team on the run line getting plus money also getting plus one and a half runs. There's a betting philosophy of saying, okay, we're just going to go ahead. And I was talking to a sportsbook friend of mine on my radio show, and he said, look, that's a, it's an old betting trend of if you get plus money on you know, plus one and a half runs on plus money, you just bet it blindly, and it cashes more often than not. And you can you know, make some pretty good money doing something like that. So maybe you want to adapt that by looking at that when it comes to the run line, and, and we'll kind of poke around a little bit on that to see if that's how we're going to wind up, you know, and chances to do that. The only number I saw on Thursday that's like that is at Circus Sports, you can take the Mariners plus one and a half runs at plus 125. That's the only game against the Astros. That's the only game that's got that situation, but that's a recommendation from a sportsbook friend of mine to go ahead and lay that. I went against it. I took the Dodgers, even though the Giants were getting plus one and a half in plus money. It was a blowout victory for the Dodgers, and we went up up cashing our run line bet on the Dodgers. Now, that was made before we knew that Clayton Kershaw was going to get scratched. So that was not fun. (laughs) Okay, learning that, seeing that, that's the first time that happened. Didn't realize that was going to happen, and that was nuts. Remember to check your house rules because if it is action, Kershaw getting scratched, that meant all bets are action regardless where previously that would have been a refund of your wager. Instead, Kershaw gets hurt. Guess what? Your bet is live. So check those house rules. Real quick here before we wrap the podcast, I have an article out on betting pros that will come out today here on what the books are doing with future wagers, given the fact that Major League Baseball, right before opening day, decided to change the playoff format and go from 10 teams to 16 teams and add a whole extra round of the postseason with the best of three. I can't believe the books are just going action here, and they're saying, nope, we're not going to refund anyone's wager, even though we go from 10 teams to 16 teams, and it's fundamentally more difficult for the favorites to win. And yes, I'm talking as a better who bet both the, the, the Rays to win the American League pennant and the Dodgers to win it all, that those odds are going to be totally different now because you're adding more teams, you're adding more wins. You have to get two more wins now than you did before to win the World Series. means more arms, more innings, more at-bats, more potential for injury, more games. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I am fundamentally against what the sports books have been decided to do here, and they're all going to their house rules and saying whoever the commissioner says is the champion is the champion. They're not going to worry about how they got there. It's just, nope, that's it. A bunch of them on Thursday took their odds down for a little bit and put their odds back up again. And that's infuriating to me. And I I think everybody's reaction was, oh, they're going to have to totally do this over. They're going to have to totally, you know, take down their wagers and, you know, refund all their bets. And I talked to four bookmakers today and all of them across the board said the same thing. Nope, we're not doing that. We're going to leave it as is. It's action, and away we go. Most books in Vegas, doesn't matter who's pitching, it's action, and it doesn't matter how they decide the World Series champion, if you bet a future wager, it's action. Okay, 
better than not having action, but still frustrating and still something I fundamentally disagree with with what the sportsbooks are doing for future wagers. No refunds if you bet a future bet, at least in Vegas. Maybe there's an offshore book or two that might be doing that, but at least in Las Vegas and across the country, nope, house rules dictate it. They're not going to refund your future bet. And I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) They should do it, but they're not going to. All right, that's going to do it for the Friday morning podcast. Man, 15 minutes goes fast, huh? For the Friday morning edition of the Daily Juice podcast here off of bettingpros.com. I'm your host, Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter, at Sports Talk Matt. Again, we're taking the under for the White Sox and the Twins and the Reds on the money line at minus 175, 174, depending on where you're going to get it for a Friday baseball picks. We're back tomorrow morning with a UFC card to get into with, with the final fight night, Fight Island, Till and Whitaker in the headline fight. We'll break it down tomorrow morning on a Saturday. I will talk to you then for Saturday morning's Daily Juice off of bettingpros.com. <laughs>